Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome to another episode of the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Akila Ansar, and I'm really excited about today because I'm meeting so many different women um, by doing these interviews, and I know that I'm only releasing them once a week, but I'm actually doing more in a month than I'm releasing. So, I'm meeting a lot of women, and I'm hearing all their great stories, but this guest today I've actually known for over a year. Now, we live maybe about 45 minutes away but we have not met in person but we have known each other (laughs) through a course that we've taken groups that we're in um and i just really enjoy her so i know that you guys are going to enjoy her and you're going to enjoy this topic so um what else did i need to tell you besides the fact that she's amazing (laughs) so she mentions in the podcast um what you will hear her workshop that she's doing It's already been done, but if you join her group, which the link will be in the bio, if you join that group, then you will be able to catch the replays of the videos, even though you were not able to catch it live because this podcast is just being released today on June 4th. So um, enjoy, you guys. Let me know what you think and follow me and Melissa. Thank you, Melissa, for being with us here today on the Nurture Your Power podcast. I'm very excited because I know you personally, well, through the internet, but personally. So I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm super, super stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Okay, so can you share with my audience a little bit of your story and, you know, how you got clear on your purpose and kind of what that process and journey looked like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, you know, my journey has many layers. I growing up was, I struggled a lot with anxiety and depression. And I think a huge part of that had to do with the fact that I had a lot of gifts and abilities, but when you're a kid, it's often looked at as like hyperactivity and problems with authority. But really what it was, was that I had a lot of I was feeling a lot of people's emotions and I was having a lot of things happen to me at once and I didn't know how to channel that energy and a lot of other people, they aren't woo or spiritual. So they didn't fully understand how or what was going on with me. So a lot of times with, with children, like they wanted to kind of put me in a box and it was through no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really, I really struggled with, with, getting messages and getting, you know, feeling people's emotions. And I would have people tell me their life story growing up. And so it would really, really like bother me and like make me uncomfortable. And it's funny that I didn't realize that it wasn't so much that like I found my purpose is that people were showing me my purpose throughout my whole life. And this is something that I try to like teach my clients and, and help with a lot of people in my group is that a lot of times when you don't know your purpose, and this is what's helped me in my journey is that people would show me my purpose. So for me growing up, it's like I had anxiety. I had, you know, um, injuries. I had all of these, these life things that happened to me. And it was in realizing that me helping other people was what my gift was. And part of it was me experiencing a lot of things, including, including having anxiety, including being suicidal, including having an injury and all of these different layers. And so for me growing up, I, I struggled a lot and it was having like a never ending thirst for knowledge and wondering why I am the way I am and why other people are the way that they are. I love that. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that like 
other kids like didn't understand but did you understand what was going on with you at the time like when did it kind of start making sense for you like that you were you know empathetic in this way and that you know people were drawn to tell you their life stories like when did that catch on to you like oh there's something about me that makes people respond and react to me this way yeah you know i think um I think I always knew that I was different. Um, I wasn't fully sure. I think because I had, I had a very headstrong father and I think it's actually because my dad is really empathetic, but because his parents too are very, um, were very conservative. And so I think for him, he didn't want me to be like, quote unquote weak. And so for me, I felt very nervous to like show my, who I was, but for me, I definitely knew that like I was different. I knew that people, um, like, okay, here's an example. Like when people would get upset, I would actually feel it in my bones. Like I would feel it so deeply, even watching TV, even as a little kid, there would be things that I wouldn't fully comprehend, but I would see someone crying and it would immediately make me cry. And I would have no idea what was going on, but I knew I just felt their pain so deeply on a level that didn't fully make sense to me, but like my, my body knew. Right. So that's how I knew that something was a little bit different. It's because, or I could walk into a room and I would immediately know like this person had a fight or this person that like, I'd be like this, that husband's mad at his wife. And my mom would be like, huh, how do you even know that? I'm like, you don't see it. Or I'd be like, that, those people down the street, they're doing a drug deal or something. And she'd be like, what are you, how do you know this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just know something's up. Like I could just see and sense things like spidey senses. The hairs on yeah. my arms would, would raise up, you know? And so I, I relate to that on some level because I'm very empathetic as well. And like, I do have a daughter now, but I remember when my brother was graduating fifth grade, I believe, I was only in 10th grade. So Mm -hmm. I remember like thinking like, oh, my mom's going to cry at the graduation and whatever. And I was the one tearing up and I felt like I needed to hold it back, but I could literally feel like I felt proud, like not just of my brother, but like of everyone graduated. Like I felt Mm -hmm. like I was their mom, like the the kind of feeling that a mom gets, Mm -hmm. you know, and my daughter's too. So I haven't experienced that, but it's like my body feels that you know, that proud feeling and it's, and it's emotional. And it's like, I get like that at all the graduations that I go to. And that's something that I always have to hold back because I was always told that I'm too sensitive and, you know, Mm -hmm. like that empathy is weakness kind of thing. And it's so interesting to me because I never saw empathy as being weak, but I saw being sensitive as being weak and they go hand in hand. Like, it's, it's so yeah it's so interesting because it's like once I got older I realized like if anything it's you're stronger because you're able to to embrace these emotions honestly like it it, it totally isn't a weakness but it, you know people say these things because there's a fear there's a fear that one people will take advantage of you mm-hmm. and and that you'll be seen as as less than so that's why this, this saying, you know, is that you're weak if you cry or, or X, Y, and Z. It's because really it's these people, your family and other people, they want to protect you. They don't want the world to take advantage of you yeah. or to pile onto you. And so now looking back, like I understand why people said these things, but a, a huge thing with, with being empathetic and being an empath and these, these like hot button words in this, in this spiritual community is that 
sometimes like for example here's an example like i've been i've suffered a lot of loss and so i've been to several funerals and there's been times where i and i will cry at the drop of a hat with things and there's been times where i won't cry at all yeah because you understand that your purpose is to be strong for other people and i'll go home and i'll cry or there's times when i won't know a situation at all but i will cry and and i've been to a healing session where i looked at someone and i could tell like they wanted to cry. And so my whole body was like, you need to cry right now. And once I started crying, they cried. And so it was like, I, part of being empathetic is you process other people's emotions for them too. Mm. And she told me after she was like, I was, I needed to cry so bad, but I was too scared to cry. And once I saw you crying, I felt strong enough to release that emotion. And I have been holding back tears for years. And so part of our purpose as empathetic people and light workers and, and showing the way for other people is letting them know that like, it's okay to process these emotions and to show them. And that's a huge thing for me is embracing being able to cry, doing it openly and just not caring if other people are going to look at me as weak. Cause I understand that I'm strong in my processing of emotions. Right. And to those of you listening, like me and Melissa, we, identify as being empath or empathetic and you know that's what it looks like for us but just how she said like being able to embrace your strength because for us empathy is a strength whatever it is that your strength is don't be afraid to nurture that don't be afraid to embrace that don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to let people see this side of you that they may not understand but it's a strength to you So another question that I have regarding your story, um, you said that you were shown your purpose. So since we're talking about like being clear on your purpose and things like that, do you think that other people may be shown their purpose, but they kind of ignore it just because it's like, that's not what their parents want them to do, or that's not what their family is telling them to do, or, you know, that's not the path that they imagine for themselves. Do you think they're shown their capabilities and their potential and things like that, but they just kind of ignore it because they're on a different path. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think it, it comes in twofold. It's, it's one is that, you know, as we get older or as we go on like a journey of self, self enlightenment and being like uh, awaken, um, our awareness is different. So like for me, I realize now that I'm older and as I'm quote unquote more aware, I realized that I was shown throughout my whole life what my purpose was. Mm -hmm. The problem was I had what I refer to a lot as like horse blinders on. I had these like jeopardy shields where I could not see, like I was so focused. People get so focused on like, okay, like for example, I went to school for court reporting for seven and a half years, Mm -hmm. for seven and a half years, almost as long as like a doctor goes to school. I thought I was going to be a court reporter. Now I didn't love it. But because I did it for so damn long, I thought this is what I have to do. Mm. And I was, I ignored the fact that throughout the whole time I was in school, people were constantly coming to me asking for help. They would ask for help for help with their computers or whatever it was. But then it, while I was helping them, they would be talking to me about their life. I would be giving them advice. I would just be listening. I would be present and holding space for them. And this is the story throughout my whole life. I mean, when I was younger, I would be at Target. People thought I worked there. They would ask me, it would start with something small, asking me to show them where shampoo is. I would help them. And then they would be, you know, verbal diarrhea their whole life. Right. So people don't realize that like they get so attached to, 
okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to shower, rinse, repeat, but like with their life, like I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do this. Like they don't understand that like life gets to be whatever you want. And just because you thought you'd be married by the time you're 30, just because you thought you'd have kids by the time you're whatever age, release that attachment and understand and just appreciate that life is going to happen as it's going to. And you'd be amazed at what's going to happen. Like if you just release these blinders and trying to control the situation and start really writing down your gifts and abilities, asking your friends, what do you come to me for? What, what, you know, what kind of problems do I solve for you? And what excites you? You'd be really amazed at what your quote unquote purpose is. Your purpose will just come to you. It's amazing. What do you think is, um, aside from like the horse blinders that you were talking about, what do you think is like, the biggest struggle with people getting clear on their purpose so like for me I know that with coaching um and the sessions that I've done I'm really good at getting people to pull answers out of themselves and I think that my empathy has a lot to do with that because Mm -hmm. I can kind of sense what they're feeling and you know kind of help them pull some answers out of them but being that I always seen empathy is being sensitive and sensitivity was a weakness you know that was my struggle with getting clear on my purpose but what other struggles do you feel like people have when they're trying to discover their purpose yeah a a huge huge one that I hear a lot with clients friends people in my group like everywhere is they call it imposter syndrome it's like people get so afraid of judgment from other people. They are so nervous that like, okay, I thought I was going, like for me, for example, I thought I was gonna be a court reporter. Before that, I went to school for criminal justice. I have a degree in that. I have another degree in paralegal. Before that, I went to school for medical. Like I've switched it up so much that I thought people were gonna be like, oh, now she's a coach. This is like her fifth thing she's done and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, I don't, what if, you know, I don't give a shit if in a year I decide I don't want to be a coach and I want to be something else. I don't care because I love doing this. So understanding that no matter what you do, people will judge you. People are always going to have an opinion on you. It has nothing to do with you because that is people's either insecurities talking or you're triggering them. And it is good. It is good if people are judging you because you are triggering them and triggering people causes change. So if you are actually out there doing something and trying it, you are actually showing people that they can do it too. And so I think a huge thing for people is that they get so scared that their mom's not going to think that they are great. Their aunt is going to judge them. Their cousin's going to want money from them. Whatever these stories are, Mm -hmm. we get so attached to it that we think people aren't going to like who we are, but who you were before hasn't been working because you're not happy. So it's okay to be a new person. It's okay to try something new. And you know, judgment won't kill you. Right. You know, that's, that's a, I think a big thing is that people get so nervous that who am I to try this? Who am I to do this? And I think that I repeated this already on another episode, but I think that I'm going to keep repeating it because I truly believe that you can decide at any moment to become a better version of yourself. You don't need to wait for anything or anyone. If you are not liking the path that you're on, you can always change it. You can always do something different. You can always switch things up. You don't have to wait for your birthday or, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to wait for you to 
get to the finish line of whatever path you're on right now. You can choose at any moment to decide, you know what, this is not serving me, this is not for me, I'm not happy, and I want to be doing something else and do it. Like, that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, um, you know, you always hear like, oh, they changed. They got money and they changed and they did this and they changed. It's like, well, I sure hope so. And, it, you, you know, I equate it to like um, a celebrity or somebody in the music industry. It's like, mm -hmm. we would be so bored if Lady Gaga or Aerosmith or whoever just kept releasing the same exact style of music. We wouldn't want to buy the same exact CD every time we want them to evolve. So why shouldn't we as people evolve, evolve every year, every couple months and change and grow as a people? It's the same thing. So how do you, how do people deal with that of, you know, conquering that imposter syndrome or conquering the judgment? Like, how is it that they can go after their dreams, create a new version of themselves, create a different life for themselves and kind of move past the feelings they have again about themselves doing it and the, the fear of other people judging them for doing it? Yeah, good question. I, you know, it really depends on the person. Um, mm -hmm. Some people like to just dive head first, you know, just I'm scared of it. So I'm just going to go all in. And some people yeah. it's baby steps. I think a huge thing is like, if you are, let's say you want to try being a baker and you're in the corporate world, I say, go out there, get an apron, try looking up cooking classes, try just do something because the hardest part of trying any new endeavor, any new hobby, any new career any new passion is actually going to do it it's not the, the act of doing it it's actually like going like working out it's not working out that's hard it's going to the gym that's hard it's like when you're really really tired and you're in bed and you're all cozy it's not showering that's annoying it's actually getting up and getting into the shower that's annoying and so yeah. it's the same thing with trying a new endeavor and for me the biggest thing that that really helped me was not like being like oh you know it'll be okay. You're amazing. Like that kind of enforcement for me, what really helped me change my mind was reminding myself that no matter what I do, people are going to judge me. So I might as well do whatever it is I want to do and understanding that the judgment is going to happen. Okay. That's fine. But like the people, like the judgment that happens is not the people that I need. And the people that are like my quote unquote tribe will come to me because I am weeding out the people that, you know, aren't for my message. I think that right. was something that really helped me. Exactly. So when you get to or identify those people that are not really supporting your, your growth and your transformation, like how is it that you set like boundaries for them? If they, especially if they're people that are close to you, like, family or friend um you know like best friends or things like that how do you set those boundaries yeah you know um i think a, hu a huge thing is one we need to set like an energetic boundary this is something mm -hmm. that i'm going to be working on i have a, a course coming out about boundaries um is protecting your energetic space and then actually your physical space so actually letting people know like so for me when i changed and i decided to become a coach i really ha had to work on my inner mind. And so I started really changing how I showed up as a person and what I was, was, and wasn't going to tolerate. So I got really clear on setting up my actual physical boundaries as well. And a huge thing too, is realizing like, just because someone's your friend or your family member doesn't mean you need to put up with anything. Right. And, and the same token is 
that goes for them too. If I am not there right for them, or if I'm quote unquote toxic for them or whatever the case may be, I am implore them to not have me in their life. This is like a huge thing is people say this a lot, like they're toxic. I don't need them in my life. Sometimes you're the toxic person too. And so I think a huge thing in this journey that I learned is I've been toxic before. And so in creating these boundaries, I realized some of the boundaries that people needed to place for me before. And so it's really, really amazing to learn some of the ways that I was lacking as a person beforehand. That is so interesting. And I don't think I've ever thought about it like that. <laughs> like I'm okay with taking responsibility, like in an argument or things like that, like saying that, you know, I shouldn't have handled things this way or whatever, but I've never considered if I was toxic for someone else. And I think that it's, it's not even that you're intentionally trying to be toxic or negative or anything like that, but I am a firm believer of unfollowing people on social media if they make you feel worse about yourself. Like you can mm-hmm. follow people that are inspirational and that aspi- and like inspire you to do better. Um, but if someone that you're following just makes you feel bad about yourself, you know, and you play the comparison game with that person, then I think it's perfectly fine for you to unfollow them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so what if your transformation and your growth does that for someone else? That doesn't mean that you should stop growing, right? And this is such a message to myself because like I have this like limiting belief that I'm even working through of like, I can't grow too much because I don't want to outshine you know, people that I love. And that's not even to say that I will outshine them. But if there is someone in my life that feels like my growth makes them feel bad about themselves, it should be 100% okay with them unfollowing me. Mm-hmm. Like, because then I, I can, in that way, just by my growth, become toxic to them. And that's okay, because they're on their own journey. And it's like, to respect other people's boundaries just the way you want them to respect yours is important. Well, plus I think too, like you just shining your light and being you isn't necessarily toxic. Right. It's even just like you, even in friendships, I've realized like there were times where I was extremely toxic and it's because I was going through things in my life and no excuse. Mm -hmm. But I, looking back, I'm like, Ooh, gosh, that was not my shiniest moment Mm -hmm. but the thing is too i think for a lot of empathetic people a lot of sensitive souls a lot of what i call them captain save a hose which i've been seeing (laughs) is that we're like i can fix them or i see why they're doing this i want to be there you don't have to be there for someone's like fix it moment just because you are great at helping people does not mean you need to be there their florence nightingale or their nurse you know yeah and i think i see this a lot in relationships as is that a lot of people want to like, I see the good and I see like, you don't have to fix broken people. Like it, it obviously it's great for people. Everyone's a work in progress. Everyone's yeah. constantly evolving. But like a lot of people see like these broken jigsaw puzzles and they want to be the, I help them put it together. It's like, why can't they just be together yeah. already? You know? And so yeah. this is a huge thing with boundaries that a lot of people need to work on myself included with this. So mm-hmm. So I personally love your Facebook group. (laughs) I love what you do with it. Can you tell my audience a little bit more about it? Yeah. So 
Um, the group is called Answer the Call on Facebook, and I really wanted to create a community that was fun, a little bit quirky, and really just talks about the spiritual journey. I think for me, uh, I'm lucky that I'm in a lot of great groups, but when I was first starting out, I found that there a lot of the groups were just too, people weren't taking accountability. It was too much like, this is amazing, and everything's shiny and rainbows, and it's not always like that. There's shadow sides. There's like we were just talking about accountability. And so I like to just come on there, offer guidance and support. I do angel and oracle card readings where I offer guidance and I get messages from spirit and um, I give them to the ladies in my group. I also have um, a mini course coming next week, which is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, where I'm going to be teaching the ladies about boundaries, setting proper boundaries, both energetically and physically, including a protection bubble uh, prayer that I do every day that has absolutely changed my life. And it only takes a minute a day. Mm, I love that. So I will link your group in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to join Answer the Call, her group on Facebook, check the link um, in the show notes and I will link that there. And the last question that I have for you is, how do you nurture your power? <laughs> Great question. I, um, I think a huge thing for me is that I nurture my power by nurturing myself because mm. my power is me. So I think a huge, huge thing is putting myself first, which for a long time I thought was selfish, you yeah. know, as someone that was the constant caregiver. It was always, how can I help? How can I help? What do you need? What do you need to the detriment of myself? Even to the point where it's like, I wouldn't eat till later in the day, or I wouldn't have enough water. I wasn't getting enough sleep because I was constantly worrying about people. Mm -hmm. And once I started saying no to people and I started putting myself first, which includes self-care and doing a lot of internal work, my power grew exponentially. So right. I think the best way that I nurture my power and other people can nurture their power is setting healthy boundaries, saying no, and um, really nurturing yourself, your body with what you put in it and how much sleep and rest that you get. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I know my audience is really going to love this topic of getting clear on your purpose. So thank you so much for sharing your short, sharing your story <laughs> with us today. Thank you for having me. I loved it. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Melissa. Okay.